If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. Oh, this yeah. is the one. Adam, Justin, and myself have some interesting conversation for the first 37 minutes. Always interesting. In our intro. By the way. It's never uh, uninteresting. By the way, I want to mention this. I always forget to mention this. If you go to mindpumpmedia.com, we have show notes uh, for all of our episodes that are timestamped. So you can kind of look through the Shout show notes. Shout out to Jackie. That's right, Jackie. We love you. Yeah. So we start off the conversation by talking about Hippos and lions versus tigers. Apparently, I'm a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo. He's got them cakes. We talk about piercings, hipsters, and tattoos, and we talk about disappointed parents. <laughs> the natural follow-up yeah. to that. <laughs> uh, I also mentioned the Four Sigmatic supplements that I'm going to use to get over my New Year's Eve uh, hangover. I'll be on that one. Now, we are sponsored by Four Sigmatic. If you go to Four, spell it out, F-O-U-R, Sigmatic, dot com forward slash mind pump enter the code mind pump without a space you'll get a discount at uh checkout we also mentioned our other sponsor thrive market we did our unboxing got some cool stuff got some cricket chips mm, made with favorite. real crickets yeah uh, they crunch we have a discount with thrive market also thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump this is what you'll get one month free membership twenty dollars off the first three orders of forty nine dollars or more and free shipping then we get into the questions the first question was if you're trying to bulk, does it help to undulate your calories? We've talked about doing that for cutting. What about when you're bulking? Will mm. you gain more muscle by doing mm. that? Or should you just always eat more calories? Next question was, if your goal is to build more muscle with, with the intent of competing on stage, is it better to just keep the squat shoes on and squat heavy? Or should you go lighter and work on ankle and foot mobility. A lot of controversy in this one. There's a little bit of a trade-off. Good conversation in this part of the episode. Some push-pull. Next question was, are there any psychological or mental tips that we can give for helping people get through a fast? Some people have a very difficult time doing even a short you know, 16-hour or 24-hour fast mm. because they're so attached to food. They feel hungry Suck or when they're up, bored, they want to eat. Uh, that's basically our advice. Suck it up. No, <laughs> no, no there's more it. stuff. We're, we're more sensitive. I can give that. you some tangibles. Adam's real sensitive about that. Next yeah. question. Uh, as far as the raw materials that are needed to feed the American people, what do we need to improve upon with our me- with our modern agriculture to be able to feed more people? Like, what's the issue here? Is it the food? Is it the distribution? What's going on? Does Sal go on a free market tangent again? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be an episode if you didn't. Find out in this episode. Also, you are something like two days away from 2018. Wow. Congratulations. Get your life together. We're going to make it, everybody. Here's what you need to do. You want to get in shape for 2018? Stop fucking around. We have the plan. And I don't mean like... A plan, like this plan is going to take you for two months or three months. The plan. We have a spaceship. Some people call it the plan. The plan. Like you will have 2018 all laid out for you. Hooked up. Done. One year of exercise programming done by the three best personal trainers in the universe as voted by Men's Fitness Health Aesthetic Magazine. Doesn't exist. Yeah, there's one more in there. I think it was like <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, shape. it's the MAPS Super Bundle. That includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, MAPS Aesthetic, MAPS Anywhere, and MAPS Prime. Basically, go through each program. Each one has video demos. Each one has exercise blueprints. We're going to take you from start to finish so you can walk into 2019 looking like a sexy beast. 
If you have any questions or you want more information about the MAPS Super Bundle, go to mindpumpmedia.com. Also, don't forget, if you enroll in that or any of our bundles or any of our programs, you'll get an offer for half off our forum. And if you enroll this year, 2017, you'll never have to pay for forum access again. That's right. you got three days left. In 2018, that's going to be an annual fee. So get in there while it's hot. Again, mindpumpmedia.com. If you were an animal, you would be a buffalo. You think? Yeah, I think you'd be a that's buffalo. My, that's a my stature. You'd be a, bi- a bison. Yeah. The only thing, I, the only reason I disagree is that bison are top heavy and they have like little asses compared to their. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like broad, yeah. if, you, if you had a broad chest and no ass, yeah. so you'd be a buffalo. Yeah. Well, Justin's no. like a, a hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they're badass, bro. They're the Justin, baddest in the wild. They kill everybody. Yes, no. In, in a fight, in yeah. a fight, a I'll hippo would kill a bison. It kills everything. What is the, the only thing it. that a, a lion, a lion, or I mean, a, a hippo gets killed by is a pack of lions, right? Uh, you, pff, nobody fucks with hippos. Yeah, you can't even like a crocodile can't even. Nobody touch fucks it. with hippo. No, the only one that fucks with a hippo, I think, is a is lion. Is a, is a is a pack of lions. They don't even do that. The the hippo snaps Maybe big ass like crocodiles in half, yeah. in half, uh. with its bite, and they're fast. Yeah, That's what they, they, they go after. The, they go after the baby hippos. Yeah. The lions go yeah. after the baby hippos, and they, and it still takes a gang of them, yeah. like, not just one. Yeah, they're savage. You know what though? Let's be honest. If you were a lion, and you were looking at all the animals and trying to think, you're thinking to yourself like, which one's the tastiest? Yeah, baby hippos look delicious, they, don't they? Yeah, they're just like these like pudgy. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a like a donut. Yeah, it almost yeah, it's like a it's it's like the cream puff of the animal world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is. And if you think about it, it, the it probably most, looks like what it tastes like. Yeah. In in nature, the most delicious things are always the most dangerous. Always. Like if you're a human and you're like, oh fuck, there's sugar, honey, right? Yeah. I want that honey. Mm. You got to get stung a I bunch want of times. Sweet fat ass. Yeah. And it, it, it like <laughs> bites you. Right. Yeah. And the mom wants yeah. to eat you alive. Yes. Yeah, so, so if you're a lion, you're just you're just watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're they're like, not even hairy. You know, yeah. it's just like, ooh, look at that. Yeah, you're like know? as soon as like exactly prime meat. You're yeah. like as soon as mom, as soon as that mom turns around, I'm. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna eat that delicious baby hippo. weren't you watching? weren't you yeah. watching the Wildlife Channel yesterday on your phone? Was I? Yeah, I, think I wasn't. Uh huh. Wait, was I? Mm-hmm. There was a video. There was a single video I think I saw. Yeah. Where? A, oh, you know what it was? It was a lion, a sick See? old lion getting attacked by hyenas. Oh fuck! Hyenas are hyenas are assholes for sure. Yeah. For real. No, dogs are fucking. A... The way dogs hunt is crazy, dude. Do- yeah. Doggos. Mm-hmm. Do you know who would win in a fight between a lion and a tiger? This is actually a liger. That's if they had sex. Yeah. No, a lion. A lion wins up. Do you know why? And a tiger. Really? I thought a tiger would. Do you know a tiger could get in, like climb trees and shit? So tigers are bigger than lions. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're a lot bigger. Like decently, decently bigger. Well, didn't they fight them all the time back in like gladiator days? Yeah. And so the so the Roman the Roman gladiator or Colosseum history or whatever they kept like logs of these animal battles and they'd fight them and then there were animals that were the kings of the Colosseum. The king of the Colosseum, the one animal that was under that would just kill everything was a hippo. Mm-hmm. But when you had a lion against a tiger, the lion would usually would usually win. Hmm. And that's because even though they're smaller He has more heart. Lions <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> he has more heart. Dude, the lion has so the heart. Like straight from right. a Disney right. movie? Yeah, or I what? think so. That's right. <laughs> That's more heart. 
Did you not watch Lion King or what? Huh? Oh. Did you not watch Lion King? I mean, they, they spelled it out for you. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. It's pretty much science. Well, you know what's funny? You're not wrong. I mean, you don't know that you're not wrong, but you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What makes you think I don't know that I'm That's not wrong? When Adam's accidentally right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. What does that mean, more heart? Like, what does heart mean, right? Yeah. It's the fight the, to or, the or death. Tenacity. The fight like, yeah, to the, fight the death, to death, right? right? Lions have to fight a lot in nature. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very territorial, and they fight each other all the time. Tigers are more solitary. They don't have a lot of competition right. either, and they're more they're sneakier. They're they're more. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sneakier. sneakier. Yeah, yeah, they hunt. They, they're sneaky when they they're hunt. Sneaky bastards. Lion will just fucking pounce something, dude, yeah. and just let's see how this goes. No, lion. <laughs> lion just no. Nah, that's not true. Lions kind of chill a little bit, and they let their their wives. Yeah, they sleep, and then chill. they like kill. The lions are there just to fight each other <laughs> for the poontang for the lion for the lioness tang. That's true. That's all they do. They yeah. fight for tang. They do. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. even kill things anymore. Yeah. Not, not really. Not really. Not, the, unless shit really, do. unless shit really goes down, they get off the couch and like, all yeah, right, yeah, fine, I'll, get off the yeah, couch. Yeah. I'll kill the wildebeest. <laughs> Otherwise, they don't. They just fight each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what makes them so tough. Mm. And uh, yeah. So it's that whole. What's that saying? It's not, the, it's not the size of the fight and the dog, but the size of the. the no, no, no. It's not, it's not the, the size of the dog and the fight. Whatever. Yeah. It's the fight. Size of fight and the dog. It was a T-shirt. Thank you, Nat Geo. Yeah. That was a T-shirt. We ruined that quote. Remember those T-shirts? Hey, big was dog it a T-shirt. Were they called Big Dog? Oh, Big Dog. Or yeah, di- yeah, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, Big Dog shirts. Yeah, that's right around like the same time as Big Johnson. Popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need to bring those back. I think so. I like the Big Johnson ones. Big Johnson ones. Those were hilarious. Those are hilarious. It was a word. They'll make their way back around. Do not. I mean, history repeats itself. We already see every other fucking trend coming around. Like somebody's gonna be like, I'm gonna make shirts about dicks, but I'm gonna. Yeah. To make it kind of different. I'm going to call yeah. it a Johnson instead, and then that's what we're going to do. We're right? going to call ours Big Dicks, and yeah. it's going to be a dude named Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Big Johnson's Super drivers. Super like this huge fucking... Yeah. Sometimes, hey. sometimes things don't repeat in history, though. Sometimes styles end. They end. They never repeat. Mm. Really? Yes. Like what? If a style what is associated with a horrible... Oh, yeah, like Hitler like, stash? Y- yes, yeah. exactly. Like, exactly <laughs> what I was you thinking. You just can't that's do it. it. Charlie Chaplin tried. The Hitler yeah. stash died with Hitler. Like he killed that style. It'll never come back. You that's like I mean? one. That's like the only example I can think of. <laughs> yeah, like, and I don't know how true it is because we don't we don't live over there. I feel you know like what I'm saying? Like, take maybe it back. over there, there's more Hitler stashes than we yeah. think. No, don't you guys not. feel like we should take it back? You know, the Hitler stash. Yeah, you start. No, <laughs> you start. No, I feel like somebody else that's not a white guy. Can, <laughs> so know, it was can, a little more color. Do it. Yeah, so it was just to like. Bring power back to it. A Jewish guy. Yeah, a Jewish guy. Yeah, she take should it rock it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he killed that style. And he, yeah. you know. So. Okay, so it's a, that's just one example. It's a bad example, too. It's a, that's a hair. <laughs> that it's a, a bad It's a mustache the style. Extreme. Clothes-wise, always recircles, re- or circles back around. At least uh, they're still, I mean, some styles are, are different, but like it's like skinny jeans. Skinny jeans are almost exactly like what it was in the 80s to like peg your jeans and the tight fit. Like, yeah. That's the a, flood water. Yeah. Now, I mean, now we've actually made a style out of it. We call them skinny jeans, and we act like it's a whole new thing, but it's really not. Like the, I used, to, I used to peg my pants when I was in like I fifth know. and sixth grade. Nobody. You? I yeah. mean, are you pegging your pants right now? No, they're, they're that's rolled. That's regular foot oh, roll. Yeah, just, what is your favorite style of jeans on women? Tight ones. <laughs> so I, well, hold on. That was creepy. No. So you mean like skinny all the way down, like tapered at the bottom, like skinny, like fitted the whole way? Yeah. Like, really? Fit, fitted from the ass to the ankles. I like, I like paint the them ankles. on. Paint okay, them on. Okay, I like hold seeing on. the ankles. Okay, so so tight all the way down. Yeah. 
I kind of like bell bottoms, so I love that, that oh, yeah. flared bottom. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> what do you mean, of course? No, I just you have the 70s vibe about you. you I do a little yeah. bit. That's yeah. very 70s vibe. But bell bottoms look yeah. hot on it? No, bro. Oh, they're fucking hot, dude. Like the flower the power. Fl- yeah, like the flared bottom. <laughs> oh what about God. what about like clogs and all that shit? What about the waist? Do you like high-waisted jeans or low-rise? So I like low, and I know the style right now is yeah. bringing back the high waist. I don't waist. like the high waist. I don't no. like high waist uh-uh. either. Uh-uh. You know what it reminds me of? High-waisted jeans reminds me of, like, grandmas. You know how grandmas yeah. always wear the pants real high? Yeah, right. To tuck in the fupa or whatever. Yeah. Fup, That's fupa, what I, what I they feel call like it? they're trying to smash it all in. Although, you know? what they did, see, again, here's where the, the trend comes around, but now they're, like, they cut their short, they weigh their high waist, and then they cut the shorts, like, super short, so your ass cheeks are hanging oh, out. So I'm kind of pro that. Yeah, you know, compromise. Yeah. You know, if you're going to high-waist it, then you low bottom it. It's weird though. Yeah. It looks like you have <laughs> low bottom it. It looks like it's too you bottom cheek it. Almost like you gave someone a wedgie. I like the it, low. It is, yeah. Like you pulled it up too high and then it took the ass. You know what it is? It. I find a woman's midsection very attractive, like below the belly button area, like that part. Yeah. Of the midsection's hot, and when they wear the high waisted jeans, you can't see that. Yeah. Well, I think that was the why the style came was it allows them to kind of hide and. Disguise some things. You know, yeah, so it's, tuck, like, tuck it's it lazy. The, yeah, like I said, tuck you tuck in the, in the, the fupa. Yeah. Oh, what is that again? I want to bring like belly button rings back. You know what I mean? They're, why they were gone? I don't know. They're still here. Are, are they still yeah. there? My chick still oh, has a belly button it, ring. My really? girl has one. Oh, yeah. Katrina has one? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. She don't flaunt it. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't do a lot of belly shirts. Just not <laughs> for dudes. She doesn't wear a lot of belly shirts around you guys. My girl has a belly ring. I love them. Yeah, I like them. I think they're, I think they're very sexy. Yeah. I, Piercings I'm, in general did, are attractive. Yeah. In general. How many guys? Not total. How many guys do you know that have had a belly button ring? I knew a guy. I knew a guy, I knew too. a guy, too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. That's when it first became in style. Right. And like, nobody had decided yet it was a girl thing. And <laughs> No, and, I decided. No, it was obvious. Bro, tongue rings now are almost uh, almost completely a girl thing. You don't see too many guys with them, right? Yeah. But for a second there, dudes that's were good, getting them, too. That's a good point. That is a good point. When when tongue rings first hit hit the hit the whatever you know, yeah. like, yeah. they definitely there was some guys. There was quite some guys. dudes. Yeah, there was yeah there was quite a few They're dudes trying that were to make rock, it work, rocking it too. Like, What's your favorite piercing? No. On a girl? Yeah, on a girl. Well, I mean, there's a difference, well, right? I mean, yeah, on a girl. What's your favorite piercing? Uh, I, well, I mean, you have to pick one. You have to pick oh, one. You have to pick man. one. I like nose piercings. Yeah, me too. I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh like, yeah. Now, do you like the? You're talking about the side though, not in the middle. I do not like the middle. <laughs> I do you not know, like the middle. As you say, either ears. Not or even. Nipples. I do. I do not like the middle. It just. You look like a bull. Yeah. You look like a fucking like a bull. Let's you what, pull on it. Yeah, no, it's not sexy. <laughs> the, it's, the irony yeah. of that though is just it's. I like a nose ring that much that I it would be my favorite piercing on a female. Yeah. But just by shifting it from the center to the side already makes a huge difference for me. Yeah, it's weird. Like Isn't that eyebrow. weird? That's yeah. weird. The eyebrow so, up here in the corner. You know, eyebrow doesn't that one look bad. doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't look bad. I, nose ring for me, and I like a hoop in the nose. So stud looks cool, but the hoop looks good. And the the middle one, it's what growing. It's like growing on me. Really. Yeah. Yeah, it's growing yeah, on me. The, the middle one's grown on me. Do not. I, there's nothing. I don't like anything yeah. about it. Not I'm, even close. I'm, I'm starting to like the middle one a little bit, but the side one, I find very attractive. Yeah, side one, and I'm with you. I like. I like both the little, little small loop or a stud. Both look good. Yeah, Depends my, on what you're wearing. My girl has two. She has. She wears a stud and then a hoop ah, so when yeah. she's when she's you know not coming over to my family's house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta have that. yeah. You gotta 
get her all conservative. No, you know, know what's funny? What's, Hide the tattoos, well, no rings. Uh, when we first started dating. That's funny. Your parents are that like old a, school. In a business still, huh? suit well, or what? So here's the thing about my family. They're really. Mine used to be, but not anymore. So my family is. How can they be? <laughs> yeah, I, I paved the way for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the kids. Didn't you, you have your the, nipples pierced at one point? No, I did not have my nipples pierced. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I thought you did. My ears are pierced. You never had your nipples pierced? No, 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 no. I have sensitive nipples. I don't don't touch my nipples. Oh, yeah, that's true. Don't touch my nipples. Don't touch my face. That's true. That's ammo. That's ammo. No, so my family's interesting in the sense that they're conservative and traditional, but then they're also super loving and open. So at first they'll judge you, but then they'll like you. Got so it. you got to get past that initial. It's like a wall that you have to climb. Yeah, you got to get that past that initial, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I, when, when my girlfriend first met my parents and my first, okay, first it was like the first level, which was my parents. <laughs> then there's a second level, which is my grandparents and then my aunts and uncles. And then there's the third level, which she hasn't met yet because we haven't had a big, like super big family function yet where she meets all these extended cousins and stuff. Uh. So, but, so initially I told her, you know, you're going to go to my, ma- like my a, mom's a house. Maze. I'm like, you know, just wear a stud, but don't wear the hoop yet, <laughs> which kind of pissed her off because my, so me and her have a lot in common. She's very much like me where she understands certain She's things, gonna rebel. but don't tell her yeah. what to do. Right. So totally. I made that mistake a little bit. So we kind of got in a thing and I'm like, listen, it's not, you know, whatever. So she's cool with it, but now it's not a big deal. Now she'll wear whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. Uh-huh. But, uh, but no, I like the, I, you know what I don't like? I'll tell you what, what piercing I don't like mm. at all. Mm. It's not growing on me at all. Mm. Is the fucking gauge big old hole in the ear. Uh, ear. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, it just doesn't. And you still see it too, which is interesting. Bro. I mean, some of my friends and like was, when I was in a band, that was like the thing. Like, so some guys in the band had like started gauging it out and then really stretching it. But have you ever seen one that like when they remove it, it's just yes. like floppy, deflated, long. Looks like an onion ring. Yeah, it's like ah, it looks like you could go fishing with it. You, you know, know what? Also, stick your ear in there. Imagine also you getting a a tussle with someone. Uh, oh God! I'll, I'll shred that, thing dude. If I'm seconds. telling you, right, listen, I'm telling you right now. If you ever fuck with me. And you yeah. have a big ass hole in your ear. I promise I'll grab it. It's like a deflated <laughs> onion ring. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? I'm using that as a grip. Right, right. That's a, it's it's an advantage. Oh, could you imagine like someone <laughs> had a big gauge like that, where it's like a silver dollar size, and you get your fingers in there and you get a hole yeah. in it? Oh, <laughs> it's just so dirty. <laughs> you would probably rip right through <laughs> it for sure. You would. Oh, imagine God. all the crud that's in there. Yeah, fuck no, that. Imagine how much that would hurt, dude. Yeah. That would hurt. Oh, like I'd a, rip that fucker. Because even just grabbing someone's ear, pinching someone's ear, and pulling it like that's ugh, that hurts right there. Imagine yeah. getting inside and then hooking down like that. Oh. Well, when it's a big ass hole, you can put a couple fingers in that bad boy. Right, that's what I'm saying. Easily. That would hurt like a motherfucker. Exactly. That's dude. the first place I'd go. Fish Whoa. hook it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm not, a, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, in general, um, it's getting a lot. I mean, it's getting so popular tattoos and piercing that it's it's already happened now i hate to say lost its luster i hate to say this because i know you guys are all you guys are all tatted out it's (laughs) you're you're lame no no you guys could never be lame no matter what you guys do you could never be lame well we already know this because you know because i love you guys right so but when you see like there's some fucking i blame dorks now i blame the hipsters for for fucking that up for us it's horrible yeah well, we know they, they look, try and take all the the cool stuff, you know, that used to be all masculine and badass, you know, and then it's just like it doesn't mean the same anymore. Bro, I've seen like more. I hate to say it, dude. Like low testosterone, like weak yeah. sauce dudes with big ass beards and sleeves than I see now without. Yeah, I, like now if I see that, I'm like instantly thinking like, like they're like, tortured artists or something. Yeah, yeah. dude. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, let me sing you this acoustic song real quick. Which sucks Everybody for, for which sucks for guys, I guess, who have, who've had tattoos for a really long time. And it was yeah. and it was a cool we know there's, it's different. There's one guy in particular. I'm not going to say who it is. And I don't want to say too much because they might be listening. But <laughs> we've looked at their their videos, and dude is a genuine, genuine for reals dork. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> that means a lot coming from you, right? Yeah, Sleeve yeah. the fuck up, yeah, yeah. yeah right. If Sal yeah. calls you a dork, if Sal you are, calls you a dork, you're for sure listen, major dork. I know, major. I know, I'm a dork, but no, I'm, you're not. But you're I, cool, yes. But you can identify it better than us. I'm just a yeah. chameleon. I can yeah. play all over. This person is for sure stuck in that dork category, yeah. for reals, like big time insecure dork right tatted up yeah <laughs> it's just it's terrible i know it's so then in, in a situation like that it's like over overcompensating right like it's trying it's trying to be look tougher than what you really are deep down mm. inside yeah i mean but I mean, you can see through it so but if you want them like that's the thing i'm just still gonna get more I well you could fuck. i mean you could argue everything that we do is a is somewhat of a mask right the fact yeah. that we wear clothes you know what i'm saying right like, we all wear clothes. <laughs> <Adam's> <laughs> yeah let's all get naked like yeah everybody else well that, you could right like, i mean it sounds like we're ragging on it. people that have that are hipsters and have tattoos but it's like you could argue almost any way that there are our, our way we clothe ourselves is a way to disguise or hide or whatever it's yeah. funny isn't it because in the, we don't wear for fucking like real well bro in the 80s the same kind of guy like the same kind of hipster guy right so if you took a the hipster of today and you brought him back to the 80s yeah. he'd be he'd be wearing makeup yeah like eyeshadow he'd be look like the cure yeah oh you think yeah. oh you think the hipster kids are like all the emo kids from fucking yes. the 80s yep. yes yep. It's the, oh really right. it's the same really it's the same people dude. Oh, I so I think hipsters are yeah, the, just listen to the Smiths. the evolution of <laughs> yeah. metrosexuals so, Met- metrosexuals okay. too, though. Yeah, well, that was the next the progression. That was like the '90s. Yes. After yeah, Met- '80s, '90s were That's metro, right. and That's then right. yeah, That's right. 2000s oh. were getting hipsters. And it's all about I don't know. And it's all about trying to get more attention from women. It's always everything we do for as men. Oh, it's peacocking. We're peacock. Yeah. We're always peacocking. And women, it's human nature. And for whatever reason, whether we whether it's we a believe, uniform, dude. whether we believe. I mean, our, yeah. you could argue that about my cars, right? My car yeah. is a, is a form of peacocking and and, and advertising yourself, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. You it, again, we could we could pick apart all of us, you know. If oh you, yeah, if it you, always if you, so. revolves down to. But sex. you're right. I do believe that you know tat- tattoos. We watched the evolution go from. 20, 30 years ago, thirty years ago was like you must have been in prison if you had a tattoo. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. or your then, then it went or to my, my wife's grandma. You're the furniture mover, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That felt so, wrong. Like I'm, I'm sure all the guys with teardrops yeah. underneath their eye were calling me a pussy fucking fifteen years ago when I first got tatted up too. Like I wasn't tough enough. Or for me, it's just like, wow, well, you got to be at least was one, it your first tat- one bar fight, dude? If you've been in a bar fight, you could get a tattoo. Wasn't yeah, your yeah. first <laughs> tattoo the barbed wire yes, arms, dude? Arm- that's so awesome. Fuck off, dude. That was before Pamela, though. It was before Pamela. See, right before though. That's the Right before that was the problem. How mad were you when, like, she had, when she got? Oh, that. it was like less than six months, dude. That, that she had that a whole show. That like, show barbed wire came yeah. out. That yeah. show came out, and everybody said you wouldn't got a Pamela Anderson tattoo. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Motherfucker! You just no, said, he just said eat I, it. Probably yeah. for ten years, I used to like, argue with people that I had oh it first, God, and just like so fucking just. Uh, now I'm just like, yeah, you know, Pamela got it, and then I wanted to get. It. I was a big Pamela Anderson fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> fucking own it. She's that hot. Was, Fuck you. You were yeah. that that tattoo was clearly you trying to be cool. So uh, it was a hundred. Oh, hundred percent. I'm yeah. eight. I'm That's seventeen, so turning eighteen. My parents didn't. That was also me rebelling, right? Yeah, more yeah. than actually, more than me being cool. Yeah. I think it was actually more about rebelling. Yeah. Like I didn't like get the Bob Wire. Like this is fucking. 
cool, man. Yeah. It was more like, I'm getting a tattoo because my parents fucking yeah. said I can't. they don't want me to. Right. Exactly. For mm-hmm. me, I, a lot of what I did was rebelling, rebelling from my parents because I had such a conservative home. So mm-hmm. I think it was more of that than being cool, which is also why I've left it, right? So when I did my sleeve, he asked me if I wanted to cover it up. And I'm like, no, you know, I want to leave it. I want to leave it because it's a, it's a reminder of of who I was awesome. when I was 18. So You I, can't see it though, can you? No, you absolutely can. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not done. It's not covered up. Mm-hmm. So, But he, he easily could have covered up and you would never seen it. And I could say, now all my tattoos are awesome. Yeah. But it's like, I put that on there as a, as a reminder of that. That was me. That was a kid rebelling from his parents. And so it's like a, also a, like for me to be aware of that side of yeah. me right so i made a mistake on mine because i got i got one, i only have one right it's on my back and the dolphin jumping through the hoop mm-hmm. yeah yeah such a good one Powerful. The, the three butterflies they represent my uh they represent hope uh-huh. love and acceptance no i had <laughs> that sounded too real dude I didn't, <laughs> you've thought about this <laughs> no i have i have the the the, the symbol on this the, of sicily which is a, called a trinacria and it's a the head of medusa and three legs right but when I wanted it, and I always I wanted something to represent where my family is from, and uh, so I went online and I looked up the, the the symbol and I saw the ancient symbols, and then randomly someone had dr- uh, drawn a kind of tribal version of it, right? So I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like I want to get that. So I got it, not thinking that it's on the internet. A lot of other Sicilian dudes are gonna yeah. go on and see the same thing and I think know. it's cool. I've seen like three fucking people, exact same tattoos. Oh, oh no way, really? That happened yes. with my 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 cross and, and thorns. Like it was like I saw it like a band had it, and I'm like, duh. You know, if a band has it as their like symbol, you think that like Fuck. you know a gajillion other people has like the same thing. And then I I would go to like these shows and see people with that like on their leg, on their back, and I'm like, fuck. Do you remember so unoriginal? Do you remember your parents' uh, reaction when you first showed them? Oh, Justin, like irate. <laughs> like, that bad fucking horrible like, my dad was debating on kicking me out of the house yeah and wow. i'm like i am in college go for it you know <laughs> i waited at least till i was out of high school to do it and yeah my dad was like that was the big threat forever was like anything i did was like you're gonna get kicked out of the house you know and so i was like well fine you know now it doesn't matter so i'm gonna <laughs> do it yeah that's what you know let that be a lesson right as a parent yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kids will rebel if you push too hard. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I rebelled so hard on my parents when I was 17 that I was, I literally vowed, I think I went months, dude, months of sitting at the dinner table not speaking to my family like and telling them like, when I'm out, I'm never coming back. And I fucking 100% Believed, wow. it, believed in my head that when I left, I was I was that angry as a seventeen year old from like them being so hard on me yeah. and pushing the other direction. And if it wasn't for and and that, you know I've never really actually asked my mom if her and my stepdad had this conversation or not because they did like a one eighty when it came down to the last six months that I was living in the house. And it was like, you know, then all of a sudden I had all this freedom and no real curfew. Just let us know where you're at. I'm like, what the fuck? Where'd this all come from? And it kind of won me over enough to be like, okay, if my parents can change, whatever like that, then we were fine. But man, I was, I literally was like, I didn't stop speaking to them. They picked up on your energy. Oh yeah, Yeah. dude. I knew you were serious. Oh, I was. It was fucking, it was like the hardest thing in the world. I'm a talker. You know what I'm saying? So I like to communicate. (laughs) Imagine sitting at fucking dinner table like, after wow, dinner table. Business. We had, we had family had dinner every night together, man. So you were a, you were a little shit. Oh, I was angry, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was angry. They took but my car from me, man. Yeah, they took no, my car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mm. no. I, I showed when I got mine, and I was like 26 or 27 when I got mine. So I'm like full on adult. I came. I went to my parents' house for dinner, and uh, I 
first I showed my dad, and my dad looks at it and he goes, he, he starts laughing. He goes, "Well, that's kind of cool, you know, it's it's Sicily or whatever." He goes, uh, "Have you shown your mom yet?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Whatever. All right, we'll see what happens." So we're at dinner and I I, I tell my mom, I say, "Mom, pull pull my shirt down." And she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Just pull it down. I want you to see something." She's like, "What's on your back?" I'm like, "Just pull it." So she pulls it down. She looks at it and she goes, she hits me and pushes me away. She goes, "It's fake." I'm like, no, it's it's real. That's, I got what, a, that's what my parents. I got thought. a real tattoo. She goes, no, it's not. It's fake. And she kind of turns around and said, Ma, it's real. Touch it. Like it's it's still scabbed or whatever. She pulls it down. She goes, I'm gonna go throw up. And she like runs off. Oh, like she God. literally got nauseous. How disappointed she was. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> get a tattoo, bro. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, the fake thing though, I totally played off of that and like told them it was a henna tattoo for as long as I could. And my brother threw me under the bus. <laughs> He's like, You've been in a lot it's of showers. It's a real tattoo. <laughs> Just, you know, stop lying. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. I was totally like, they're buying it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, I was so mad. He always threw me under the bus. That's that's the thing. Speaking of shit like that's throwing people under the bus, did you guys see um uh, what's his name? Oh boy, who did a YouTube and uh, made a YouTube making fun of us? Oh, uh, what's yeah. his name? Alan Alan Thrall. Is that I, his name? Yeah, yeah. I, I never it, even heard of the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got like four hundred something thousand subscribers on. Actually, he made he's like uh, Ripto's like number one or number he's one. Like number his two right guy. hand guy. Totally right. So to, it, to his credit, the video he made was awesome. It was so oh so people on the forum were like, uh, you guys need to have him on the show and then have it out. I'm like, there's no disagreement here. Yeah. You, exactly what we did to him, he turned around and did to us, and he did it in a funny way. I thought it was fucking great, man. He was we, jabbing. We took cues. From starting strength, and I and how they can cause lots of confusion, right? And how they can cause confusion, and I exaggerated them. I don't really think that Mark Ripto fucking cues people to lift up their back like that. I was showing the exaggeration to show that. Well, this you're cue, showing how some people, right? You if you cues wrong, right? If you tell someone to cue up from their hips, this is what tends to happen, and right. So I took out of context what, what what Mark Ripto said, or I didn't. Jordan technically did, yeah. And but I I laughed it and I fucking totally provoked it. Knowing damn well that that would stir shit up, and then they came. He came back and explained himself. I thought it was fucking hilarious and it was great. And he did the same thing with us. He took all the cues that we said and the little sound bites from us. And he did the and, same thing. And did the same thing. So it's like there's nothing to argue and debate. The guy's a smart dude. Yep. I totally, I totally agree with his his points that he made. They're totally valid. He took something out of context. We took something out of context, and it was all to me. It was all in good fun. Yeah. Man. No, I actually appreciate it. I think he brought us yeah. a bunch of subscribers. He is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. I don't mind. That's, I yeah. will say this about. Alan, you got to do something with that beard, bro. Dude, it's fucking it's Amish. Weird. What do you? Yeah, yeah, it's like neck beard. Yeah. What are you doing there? Yeah, come on, man. Other than that, uh, good job on the video. Yeah. <laughs> we were dying of oh, laughter. That was hilarious. No, because Jordan comes in to to do some stuff with us. It was so great, and he's pissed off. Jordan's kind of like mad, like what the fuck? Yeah. And we watch it, and we just start cracking up, and we're he thought we're, we were like lunatics. Yeah, he's like, like what, you guys yeah, are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you guys laughing? I'm like, dude, so it was hilarious. It's good. Make, yeah. If you make fun of me in a funny way, that's yes. smart. Yes, I'm gonna shake your hand. Right, I'm the same Absolutely. way too. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's it. To me, it, there is no, there's no animosity, and that's of course we. If I were to get angry over something like that, then I'm no better than the all these camps that we talk shit about. That be, become dogmatic. Like yeah. I'm not dogmatic about my way. Like I'm I'm pointing out cues that you guys talk about all the time that I think sometimes people should know that when you cue that you can get this. That was all the right. point. That's the point of it. it. Wasn't to say everything in starting strength is bad. You're wrong. No, we're I, right. I, in fact, it's I not think, a camp thing. I it's think like, if yeah. you go back in in our old episodes, that's, that's one funny. of the books that we recommend. recommend. We recommend read. to read the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. If say that's what I'm saying. The guy was like, oh, you've never. No, actually, we have read the book, and yeah. it's actually a great book. But yeah. this was just something. It's one that, of our top uh, top strength. Right. Books that we right. Recommend. So I just. 
you know, I think if to get to get angry over something like that, and you know what, if he was, um, if I felt like if he was attacking my name or he was being, uh, if he was if he was like bashing us like that, totally different. But he made fun of us, and yeah. it was fucking very well edited. Yeah, I know. It was hilarious. I, know. <laughs> I must have watched the seven minute mark over like five times. Dude. There's, like, a, there's was, that one part. There's this one part where Adam. Yeah. I think you're gonna show That's right a, now. It's at seven minutes. Where it's Adam at, laughs. Yeah, it's at seven. And then minutes. he has that one dude. Yeah, he's, he's got some big old. He has some like skinny buck tooth black guy start laughing on the <laughs> to couch make fun of Adam's yeah, to laugh. make fun of my laugh. I, <laughs> I feel like I've seen him on Tosh.0. He's like a character. I fell over laughing at least. That, yeah, there. Yeah. yeah oh, that was, was so good. I, you know what? I wish I had the time to edit like this. Because I would, if I had the time to edit like this, I would so do one back, like making fun of him, having fun with it, like making fun of his beard and shit, and like just have a good time with it. Oh yeah. But I unfortunately I don't. Yeah, have we'd to- all be like ZZ Top, you know, breaking it down. <laughs> yeah, you know, something. I just don't have time to do it. Yeah. So kudos to him too for elaborate. taking the time to uh, shout out Mind Pump on his on his uh, YouTube page and all those that were looking for a fight over it. There's no fight, man. How many it's views? That, it's got 56,000 views. Yeah, no, it's, it's double, not bad. From, double from yesterday already. Not bad. Nope. Yeah. Not bad at all. Good That's times, great. though. Anyhow, so <laughs> shall we uh, Shall we bring... Hey, isn't this episode airing like a couple days before New Year's Eve? Or when, when are we doing this? Yeah, it's airing on the Friday before New Year's okay. Eve. Oh, thank God. Let's okay. get into this new year. Well, I was going to say for uh, to help yourself the day after... Um, I will recommend, I'm going to do a little plug for one of our sponsors, mm. uh, the Four Sigmatic, uh, if you take the Raishi, uh, the Chaga, and the Lion's Mane, and you have that throughout the day, uh, the day after, it should help with the so symptoms Should of, you do the day of drinking and the day after? Or? So I would go Raishi the night of, okay. so when you, go, when you finally do go to sleep, drink some Raishi, and then the day after... Of course, stay hydrated, do all that other stuff, because no, nothing you take is going to help you for dehydrated, which happens a lot with, with right, alcohol right. consumption. Water comes first, then Water then comes things first, like don't eat too much garbage, all that kind of stuff. But the day after, have some lion's mane, some chaga, and some raishi again, and that should help some of the symptoms of that brain fog or headache or just feeling like that general malaise that you get mm. the day after. What is it in it that actually does that? Is it... Was so it? lion's mane in, in, increases BDNF in the brain, uh, which is neuroprotective. Um, so it's helping the brain from some of the damage that you may have caused with the alcohol. Chaga has got immunomodulating effects. Sometimes alcohol can cause, uh, or many times can cause, inflammatory effects secondary from kind of an immune reaction. Um, and then reishi is over is just a general adaptogen relaxing so a lot of times what people will notice after when they drink or after they drink is that they'll have increased uh symptoms of things like anxiety so mm. they'll feel more anxious or heart palpitations or they'll just feel you want to curl up in the fetal position and just, cry they'll just feel bad the next day and really people don't realize this alcohol when you drink a lot throws off your neurotransmitters quite a bit mm-hmm. and so that's one of the reasons why you'll feel maybe even depressed mm-hmm. uh, the day after drinking and so those those three mushrooms can help balance those things out and can help. And this is all you know. Theory. Now we're talking. This is how Mushroom I this is how power. I would use it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I can't I can't enjoy it every single day, but I definitely would use it like that for, for sure. Yeah. So literally the day after in the morning, you know, you can blend the three of them up together and have yourself a nice little drink, and then you know wait a second and see if you feel better. Mm. Yeah, there you go. 
And because it's New Year's is a couple days out, I've got something from Thrive Market for us. Oh, yeah. yes. More unboxing. Yes. Yeah. So here goes. Excellent. Did you get my organic What's underwear? In the box? What's in the box, though? Your edible underwear? No. Yeah. Thrive yeah. makes edible underwear now. <laughs> Whoa. Amazing. Must be che- eaten after worn. <laughs> Gross. Gross. All right, guys, look at this. Oh, oh yes. Shit. We got Moscow Mule they cups. Have, they have Moscow Mule cups yeah, there? They do. They do. And they're like only like six bucks a piece. Are they, are they real copper? They're they not real copper. I don't know. They look pretend. like real copper. Ooh. Wow. They, Here, pass it to real. Justin. Well, that's what I'm doing in the New Year's Eve. Dude, what a great call, Doug. So I got six of them. So if anybody happens to be visiting, that's, we can uh, share. Now when, we, now when we travel to our houses, we can just bring our own fucking Moscow Mule cups. Well, Literally. here's the thing. We're going out of town tomorrow. Yes. So... Hey, let's take these. You know what? I'm thinking I got to create a new recipe, like the mind pump mule or something. Yes. I don't know, Sal. It looks like real copper to me. On the inside. Yeah, it looks like real copper. For sure. Yeah, you know what? I bet you the inside is and the outside. It's lined with copper. Yeah. What else you got there, Doug? Some snacks, because, you know, as long as you're drinking Moscow mules, you might as well have some more of these cricket (laughs) chirps. I'll leave that for you Barbecue flavored. Oh, Oh, I really like these, dude. I know you guys do. We got kale chips from Rhythm Superfoods. Oh, I like those. Zesty nacho. Those are the ones I always eat. Zesty nacho kale chips? So here's the only thing I don't like about kale chips. They get all up in your teeth. Yeah, that's the one downside. But but they're they're really delicious. Really delicious. Everything gets in my teeth. And then we got Tonka Bites. We got buffalo meat with cranberries and then buffalo meat with cranberries and pepper blend. So why don't you just leave those there, Doug? Don't hand buffalo them to Justin. Meat. Yes. Don't hand them to Justin. <laughs> Listen. No, I'm not handing any of this food to you guys because last time I did that, it sounded you like a bunch of right, right. animals oh, chomping in the microphone. You know what I want to do since we're make, being consistent with this and we're starting to pile up all these fucking wonderful bags all over the place is keep one of those boxes and like... Always put it like make that our like uh, the cornucopia. It's yeah, like right that, in the middle. That's our that's our fucking what do you call those pantry? That's our pantry. Oh, so the pantry, start yeah. keeping all our shit in there, and then you pull you want to eat, you put it back in. Otherwise, I've been going around <laughs> picking all these bags. It's, all get, it's the, getting kind of like dude. Adam's a, like the housewife of I the mind pumps. Dude, dude. I, I'm a fucking neat well, freak, dude. This is it's we got to like, do. You know, we got to like living Justin. with fucking four yeah. 14 year old girls. You know here. what it is? Fuck. Hold on, I have to have a conversation with Justin. I don't think so because it's a hormone thing. Well, no, it's what. <laughs> he cleans up after us, yeah, because he's like the, the he's like the mind pump housewife, right? But now he's feeling underappreciated. Yeah, he is. So we, we need to do something. For yeah, him. because yeah, I, I want him to know. I'll massage him while you do something. I want him to know we feel we feel appreciative he, that he's important. He is. That's what he's, he's doing. A is very valuable. Let me help you out with. So we'll get him like, some flowers. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Let me help you out. Flowers. With <laughs> Pick your fucking shit up. That's what. <laughs> that'll help. I don't want to look like a dorm room in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn you. I well, we it. have a, we have like a female guest coming in right now. I'm like so embarrassed. She's oh like, my god! Uh, you know, she's gonna walk in and be like, "Oh yeah." We'll def- scramble and clean Cri- in like. Two Christina's minutes. gangster. She knows how we are. Well, in our defense, I know that we've been grinding a lot lately, so we've been running some yeah. long, long, long days, which has been fucking up my fucking workout routine right now, man. It oh, is. Yeah, yeah it's you got to do what I do in the morning, bro. I know. First thing. I know. I'm trying to train myself to be that guy, man. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. this is a a rougher time than usual for yeah. me to get yeah, get the muster the up, motivation. To, yeah, there, to try yeah. and do that. So. Of course. <clears throat> All right, bring on the clean bird. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Cyrus T. Fu. 
Is undulating calorie intake helpful while in a building phase, or is it really just a tool for fat loss? Oh, absolutely. So that so that's actually Cyru. Shut the fuck up. That's what STFU stands for, right? Who's okay? Is that what that, what that stands for? Sure. STFU. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea. So um, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, you know why? So oh shit. Arguably, more. there was a, a study was just published. Uh, I had it in my Insta story. I was sharing it. I'm, I'm not going. Oh, the mini cuts, yeah. mini bulk one. I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't told people where to find these studies up until now, and I'm, I'm not going to start. So anyway, so I you, read a study. You, po- you posted on the forum though, didn't you? I, I believe I did. Yeah, yeah no, you did. you did, and that's again, this is a, this you is where do that the value the of the forum. If you're somebody who constantly, because I always feel for Sal because he does get this. This is part of being. This is the great part for Justin Eisen's. We don't fucking remember studies like he does. Yeah, you know, it's. Everybody wants to know exactly where it comes from. Like, dude, the dude's fucking been reading studies for twenty years. It's amazing yeah. that he remembers all of them. I can't believe he does that. So then to ask, just like, comes where, up in conversation, and right. then it's like. But yeah. a lot of times he does, and then he posts them on the forum. So and then we talk about them later. So you, but what's great is if you're on the forum, you can search that. You could literally search a topic, yep. and anything that anything that's been discussed around that topic, there's probably not only a study, then there's a thread right. of all of us communicating. Sometimes on, show notes, you know, yeah, we might have like yeah. links and extensions. Okay. Get your ass on the forum. You still, have, you, the still have a, you still have two weeks left. I found the study. It was po- it was actually recent, 2017. It's in PubMed. The title of the study is Intermittent Energy Restriction Improves Weight Loss Efficiency in Obese Men. So basically what they did is they, in a, in a, in a nutshell, so I'm not going to give you the specifics, but in a nutshell, rather than keeping people in a consistent uh, uh, caloric deficit, deficit. De- caloric deficit they, they did this up and down caloric deficit. So the person was in a deficit for a couple weeks. Then they'd have a few days or a week where they ate maintenance or a little bit above, then went back down. Over a period of time, a long period of time, the people, I'll read the conclusion, greater weight and fat loss was achieved with intermittent energy, restrictin, uh, energy uh, restriction. Interrupting energy restriction with energy balance rest periods may reduce compensa- compensatory metabolic responses and in turn improve weight loss efficiency in other words undulating calories prevents uh the slowing down of the metabolism when you're cutting now let's talk about bulking when same, you, same thing applies exactly the only difference now is like you're oversaturating right so you're that's right you're flooding your system with more protein more carbs more than you need because that's what most so people do when they're bulking at 100 one of the best things i ever did was put this together and it took me a long time mm-hmm. to put this together because of my insecurities right because we come from a, a you back, think more is better right exactly we and we come from a background of being f- afraid of losing muscle falling off our body so i would much rather overdo it than underdo it but in reality i was actually shooting myself in the foot and and if I allowed myself to have some of those low calorie days, it was more beneficial. My body responded better yep, the next yep. day. In fact, you'll you'll notice this if if you've ever gone on a on a real bulk where, and I'm not talking about the bulk where you just eat a bunch of garbage, but where you bump your calories, you're really trying to gain muscle. That first like two weeks is awesome. That first week to two, man, your strength goes yeah. up. You're getting better pumps. Like you're noticing you're building muscle. If you keep pushing it. Your weight still goes up on the scale. So what fucks people off is we just look at the scale and right. we think, oh, I'm gaining weight on the scale. Right, I'm building muscle. You actually start to gain body fat at a higher rate than you do muscle. And one of the that's one of the that's always been one of the challenges with bulking is how do I gain lean body mass and how do I not gain just tons of body fat? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the best ways you do that is by cycling or undulating your calories. Go on a bulk for, you know, bump your calories 500, 600, 700 calories above maintenance. For a week, 
and then drop them down to maintenance or even a slight deficit for a few days and then repeat or two weeks on one week off type of deal. And what you'll find is you'll gain more lean body mass than if you didn't do that in the first place. I could, Just like losing body fat. I could always see what pros understood this concept and which ones didn't when I was competing. Because, you know, you're around the circuit for a few years and you start to see the same guys kind of shows and like, you know, and each show their physique would look almost exactly the same. It would look the same or sometimes not as conditioned. And it would always be like, oh, I wasn't conditioned enough. And it's like, but their physique wasn't changing. I'm like, if you're building and you're doing stuff like, each show you should be presenting kind of another, a, a better physique, whatever that whatever that may be. But when you don't understand this this piece, they only understand bulk season, cut season, bulk season, cut season. They just keep presenting the same physique. They put on a bunch. Of, they put on thirty pounds during bulk season, and sure, out of that thirty pounds, ten of it was muscle, but then twenty of it was body fat. So then when they then they go to their cut to lose their twenty pounds of uh, fat, they also end up shredding the ten pounds of muscle that they added during that bulk too, because they have to push so hard to cut, and they just they go from one extreme to the other, and it's like then you just end up presenting the same physique all the time. Like, that, if you want to progress. This is the way, like this is the way to bulk. For so sure. what happens is if you're lifting weights, first and foremost, forget lifting weights. Even if you're not lifting weights, bumping your calories initially, in a lot of people, it's been shown will actually initially cause a little bit of muscle gain. And even people who are sedentary, very small amount, but they'll gain a little bit initially. But let's say you're lifting weights, okay? Because this, this we're, we're talking about people who are working out. If you're lifting weights and you're doing it properly, you are sending a muscle building signal to your body that says. We need to prioritize strength so it's okay that we have more muscle and burn more calories. Now, when I bump up my calories, that muscle building signal is still there. So now my body's thinking, awesome, build lots more muscle. But if I keep my calories high consistently for too long, my body's going to think surplus of calories. We've got the muscle that we need. What we, what we should do is start to store these calories. Let's start to store these calories as body fat because that's always a, that's always something that's in the back of your body's mind, if you will. It sounds weird, but it's always kind of a, a side goal is your body's always trying to keep you in this kind of survival, like optimal survival it's mode. It's advantageous for it to do that because <laughs> it, right. it doesn't know in five five months you may not have any food. That's so right. famine's going to come around. Right. You know, Your body's always trying to prepare you for, yeah, for any situation. Yeah. So what happens if you go in a bulk and then you reduce a little bit your body becomes resensitized to them when you throw it back on. Now your body wants to build more muscle. You will build more lean body mass. You will not gain as much body fat. Um, and uh, I tell you what, and this is coming from someone who, look, let me tell you something. I understand bulking hardcore. I know <laughs> when you bulk a long time, it starts to suck. Yeah, It really fucking starts to suck. Yeah. Like, it's like painful. You're forcing yourself to eat. You don't want to eat. You got to use drink water a lot to, to wash the job, food down. You know, after a while. It just, sucks. Yeah. When you undulate, it doesn't suck. It feels great. If I go on a bulk for a week and a half or two weeks, and then I do four or five days of maintenance or even a slight uh, deficit, I go back to bulking. My appetite's bad. Well, I also think that you can learn to, if you're already, if you understand the concept and the benefits of undulating your calories during a bulk, then you can also get really smart, strategic, and st and this is where this comes to play, right? And I always, I, we always talk about how food timing, meal timing is low in the totem pole. But if you understand how to undulate your calories really well, then you start to schedule your higher calorie these spikes around like a great squat. I just trained really good leg day. I had all this other stuff going on. It was a great workout movement. Like boom, this is going to be my higher calorie day. And then tomorrow, you know what? We're going to be driving. We're traveling. I'm not going to be moving a lot and stuff like that. Like what a great day for me to drop a little, right. a really low calorie day. You match so, it to your energy. Right. Yeah, and so then really minimize the, the amount 
amount of body fat you're putting on and really maximize the amount of muscle you build by feeding the body when it needs the most amount of calories like that and then shooting it up and then coming back down. And so that's kind of how I play with this is I, I will let these days – and it takes discipline because one of the hardest parts, I think, is when you're sitting still and you're not moving a lot – those are when the, the the bad habits come. You're sitting yeah. still, psychological cravings, all that yes. stuff. Yes, and in. and in reality, that's if there's a time when you should be restricting your body's not it's mm-hmm. not moving. It doesn't need any fuel. That's right. right. Now. I have a lot of fun with this in in the following ways. So I'll say to myself like, okay, you know, today I'm eating more calories. So the intent's to get in more calories, nutrient dense food. So I'm going to be eating, you know, more rice or buckwheat for carbohydrates. Those are my preferred sources. I'll have, you know, my ground beef or bison or lamb. I'll have some vegetables, that kind of stuff. But then when I go into my low-calorie days, I'm thinking, okay, it's low-calorie. I'm going to focus on longevity on these days. Right, anyway, so this is uh, your vegan day or something This like may that. be a vegan day right, right. where Lots I- salads and shit. Where I eat a lot of- I do the same thing. I eat a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. I just eat a lot of vegetables. I reduce or cut or even eliminate my, my meat consumption. Or this is when I'll do a prolonged fast. Not necessarily because I'm trying to cut- but because I'm trying to take advantage of the health benefits of the fast, and it's going to be a low calorie day anyway, right? Right. And then that's what I'm not do my trying fast. to, you know, match that with your high intensity workout. I, I find teaching this to clients too is they they like it because it gives them like different targets. Like, hey, totally. it's, it's not always the same thing, right? It's like, hey, listen, we know that you're not working out on Saturday, so what I actually want you to do is we're going to go vegan all day long, and I want you to try and get at least four to five servings of vegetables and. Feel, have some healthy fats on there and butter and do those things. That's totally fine. Like, but like, we're going to eat a ton of vegetables that day, and that's your goal. And then after that, then we're going to come back and we're going to have a calorie spike, and then you get this many calories. Like, I think giving them these different goals and targets, I think it it makes it so much easier than this like same meal yeah, plan. It makes it more same, interesting anyway. It right, only makes know, sense. Changes it up. It only makes sense. There's no way in hell that humans evolved in a state where uh, or in an environment where food same was calories, the same, same food, all yeah. the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, for the most human civilization, it was always undulating. I mean, Everything we evolved was to six-pack bags. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, knowing that we evolved that way, the body's probably adapted to be in optimal health and performance in that kind uh, of an environment of undulating calories and macros and all. I remember when I first stumbled upon this, it was a long time ago, and so I don't remember who it was. They convinced me to have a vegan day, and I think it had to do with, uh, you know, my gut issues, and so I did. I had a vegan day. And I thought, oh, this is going to suck. I'm not going to have that much protein or whatever because I was still so so stuck to that mentality. I did the vegan day. Then the following day, I ate what I normally would eat. And I'll never forget, I worked out the following the, the day after that. So it's two days later. And I was like, I felt like I had come off of a long cut. Like I got that bulk, you know, that muscle building feeling. I got a crazy pump. And I remember thinking like, is it because I had a vegan day? So then I would repeat it again. I remember every time I would do that and I'd refeed, I'd get these crazy, amazing workouts. And I started piecing it together. Like my body is just primed. It's primed for that food because I had that low calorie day, you know, the day before. So mm-hmm. definitely recommend doing this if you're trying to gain or lose. Katie Taylor Fit. If the end goal is building muscle with the intent of competing, do you think it is better to squat with shoes or plates under your heels or use less weight? but train your ankles to squat barefoot. How long do you think it would take to gain more ankle mobility? The uh, intent here is competing, yeah, right? So yeah. this is this is the the ultimate goal right now. So all of a sudden... Um, if you can use squat it, shoes in your competition... Those are conflicting right. interests. They are conflicting. And I think if... If you can, if now this I've seen. So I, I saw who asked this picture. She's a, uh, I think, bikini competitor. 
Mm. So she's trying to compete on stage, not in. Uh, oh, I thought it was lifting. like powerlifting. Oh, no, not lifting. oh well, okay. totally different then. Yeah, totally different. different. Like, yeah. yeah, if you were in a, if you were going to be competing in powerlifting and you're allowed to use a belt and squat shoes, I would highly recommend yeah. using belt and squat. You want to yeah. train with All, your tools. Yeah, yeah you want exactly. you want to train with it, and you want to get That's good a at that. Skill that you want to master. Well, here's but a, a bikini competitor. No. Oh man, no I work. I mean. Again, though, work on the ankle mobility first before you get to barefoot squatting. If you've yeah. been squatting in squat shoes or you've been in heels or you don't, you can't even break ninety. Yeah. All of a sudden, going barefoot and progressively bring that that angle down as far as like the height, you know, oh, of your, your ankle. Heel. Yeah, yeah, just just progressively. Don't just all of a sudden go straight down to the ground. And right. Expect that's you know, what I mean. Yeah. You to go from if you're if you're already squatting in a squat shoe and then you think because we hear from us talk about oh squatting barefoot so good for you. All of a sudden you go all the way. That's too fat. I mean, it took me about a year. Mm-hmm. A year of working on ankle mobility, being a guy who only could squat in his squat shoes to hit depth to somebody That's who could, who hard could for do people it. to comprehend, but it's true. Yeah, like, no, it really takes that long. No, it took me a fucking year, bro. Now, it took me a year to be a guy who, if I wanted to hit good depth, I had to be in squat shoes. Had to be. I did not have the ankle mobility. I didn't have the hip mobility. I didn't mm-hmm. have any of it. And like that was it. The, having the heel rise made a huge difference for me. And I now, remember when you introduced it oh, to yeah. me. Yeah. Now I have a question though. So I'm going to pose a uh, a bit of a conundrum here. Let's say with squat shoes, uh, you are able to squat with, you're able to fully max out and exert your thighs, your quads, your hamstrings, and your glutes, and you can squat with whatever, I don't know, 225 pounds. When you take the squat shoes off or you're trying to work on ankle mobility, you're obviously have to, you have to go lighter right? because the limiting factor now is your foot and ankle mobility. The limiting factor no longer is so how you, much weight so you're So you handle it the same way that I did, which was... I started off with, you know, from a guy who was always squatting in squat shoes, I still did it. I still did it while I was trying to progress out of it. So I, but it was now there like a safety precaution or like, so anytime I would start to challenge the weight or any areas where I would potentially compromise, that's where they would go back on my feet. They go back on my feet because I know that this is a heavier load than I'm used to. And like you're saying, right to your point, I didn't want to lose gains on my legs just because mm. I'm working on my ankle mobility. So I'm still kind of intermittently using the squat shoes to so I could still hit those heavy squat days. And then eventually, less and less and less times, I'm using it to eventually go on. Yeah, because there, there is a initially. Here's the thing you have to understand. Initially, mm. there's going to be a bit of a trade-off. Because yeah, they're conflicting goals. It, it's, yeah. it's just like wrist straps. Like when when you first take off the wrist mm. straps, like initially, there's a trade-off. You're not going to be able to lift as much well, weight. Well, it's tough because like even if you're still focused on like that weight total, right? Like your your body's hardwired to think that you need. Uh, the lifted heel to accomplish that, you know, unless you really start to break yourself out of that and retrain that process. So it, it, you know, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I would, I would say like within your priming and when it's within your mobility days or, or like off days and stuff really start to kind of work on just the ankle mobility in general and then, you know, kind of come back to that. But yeah, I'd, it's conflicting. Well, here's the trade-off that I'm going to, I'm going to pose to you. Here's your trade-off. Initially, you're probably going to have to go lighter because you're working on a weak link, which means you're not going to be able to lift, you know, as much weight. You may not build as much muscle. You may even, you may even, depending on how advanced you are and how hard you're pushing your body, you may even lose a little bit of muscle. But over the long haul, right. you're going to gain uh, real-world mobility. You're going to reduce risk of injury, and you'll build as much or more muscle. On right. the flip side, if you don't do what I'm saying, you'll keep more muscle now. You'll be able to lift more heavy, uh, heavier weight now. But in the long run, you're, you're setting yourself up for greater risk of injury, and you're just less functional. I mean, right. the bottom line is 
if you're if if you need a belt and shoes and knee wraps in order to lift heavy, mm. then you, that's not strength that you really have without those things. So for some people, they don't give a shit. They don't care. They're like, I don't care if I'm not actually strong like that in the mm-hmm. real world. For some of us, it does matter. Like I'm one of those people that, you know, I want to be strong without having to put those things on in the real world also. That's just for me personally. So, and I don't know if it's because I got older and because I kind of get over the the ego part of lifting heavy in the gym. Right. But now it's like, well, if I can't lift well, it with these things, well, then I think you can build a, an aesthetic physique without having like awesome range of motion, right? And, and yeah, without it's possible, going, and without going super heavy too. Yeah, totally. Right? That it's not too. for someone who's who's a bikini competitor or a men's physique guy. Like it's it's less it's less necessary for them to be lifting like super heavy weight where it's necessary. using all the tools. You're to right, using them. all the tools to do that. You'd be better off just lightening up the load and supersetting something or, or using or, machines. Yeah, or right. Yeah. Or or pre-exhausting an area that you're trying to target and then going into your squats. Whatever it is, like there's there's ways around that. But here's the thing that I think that like Sal saying longevity. I think it's so important that you keep that in mind if you're a long-term goal. So your short-term goal is that. You you want to compete on a stage mm-hmm. your long-term goal is that you don't have to wear tools like this just so you can work out so you know you you you, you take a little bit it took me a year and a lot of people don't have that the, patience yeah the patience to do it for you They're, they want to say oh I, I sh- i'm supposed to squat without shoes and then two weeks they're already there and then they think they're going to feel great and be strong it's like no like i am just now and you and you know what you're doing right right and no you're, you're not that's what i'm saying person. like you know i'm programming well i'm putting the work in i'm doing all my mobility my prime pro shit like i'm putting the work in 100%. just know it's going to take a long time yeah that's well, all yeah i mean let's be honest i spent the first 30 years of my life creating a, a poor recruitment pattern you know and so to think that i'm going to change that in one month is pretty naive you yeah. know it's like so and and it, and it's obviously that's all relative to how where you are currently like we're we're speculating on someone we don't even know and haven't seen yeah. so for all i know she may be already almost like katrina it was really easy to take her uh, to a new depth of her squatting because really for her she wasn't already squatting and squat she was already she had more started te- out that technique and yes mechanical, exactly it was yeah. more technique and mechanical issues I just needed to help her with and then it was within a month or so mm-hmm. she was already hitting yeah, really some people respond quickly yeah like really that. it was yeah. really really easy now me on the other hand I had been training incorrectly for so long that I created these really I had really strong poor, poor. it's funny Bruce Lee used to say that it was easier for him to teach uh, kicks to somebody who'd never learned them mm-hmm. than for him to teach kicks to someone who had studied them for years same but had done music. them wrong. Yeah. Same, really? thing same thing with golf. Same thing with anything. It's yeah. mechanics. It's yeah. it's and it's muscle memory, right? Yep. It's that ability to connect to that and your body remembering like you're, this. Your default. You're immediately going to go to whatever you like. Feel the most comfortable. Same thing for fighters yeah. and boxing. They'll tell you the same thing. If you got a guy who's been like boxing on his own, trying to get, in, then also he, he does that for four years, and then he decides to get a, a coach, and the coach is like, "Oh, we got to break down everything you're doing." Yeah. It's, a, it's with anything. Yeah. No, I think um, I think this is all uh, very good advice. You know, here's the deal. Like, you don't want to be – I can't tell you how many people – and I know you guys are the same way. I, I have met who are in their late 30s, 40s, and 50s who have been working out for a long time who have bad knees, bad back, bad mm-hmm. – shoulder I, I can no longer squat i can't bench press anymore i can't i used to work out so heavy be able to do these different things and now i can't do them anymore yeah because they didn't address these issues and what they would do is they would cover them up right with 
you know, devices and belts and and kept pushing and or kept they pushing. Just abandoned that entire lift because, like, oh, I guess I can't squat. Dude, now. there's somebody right now. They're pretty well known. I'm not going to say who they are because I'm, you know, but there's somebody well known repeatedly injuring themselves repeatedly over and over again stubbornly continues to go lift super heavy right. without addressing the real mobility issues uh, and, and not taking the time that it takes because it takes, like Adam yeah, said, it can take a lot. Dedicate lo- yourself. Yeah, it's not like months, like, oh, the pain's gone, I'm fixed now. It could take years. No, it does. It and ta- that sucks. You don't want to be, I mean, how shitty is that, that you've been working out your whole life, now you're 40 and you can't fucking do anything. Yeah, you can't but do you know, certain things. Here's anymore. the amazing part, right? So, hundred percent, I, I I lost strength. I'm just now, just now, at a point where I can barefoot squat um, what I was squatting with squat shoes, you know, a year or a year and a yeah. half ago, right? So it took that long to get to that point. But what's happened during that process, and I shared this with you guys when I started playing basketball again, is like I feel a fucking amazing. Movement. My hips and my low back have never felt so good. Better right. than when I felt in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I because I had to put all which you remember, you know you've heard people like when uh, sometimes they get an injury they come back they end up being stronger because of the rehab and everything yeah. because they actually had to put the time and focus into like really yep. connected like, everything yeah, yeah right so that that's kind of the same thing that's happened to me is like you know sure I saw this decre- decrease in my squat and it's it sucks when you're a guy who can do over four wheels and now all of a sudden you're fucking squatting with two plates and it's like gets yep. in your head mentally but dude now now that I've worked my way back up again and sure I still probably were a little bit stronger with squat shoes the other stuff the side effects of the back and the knee and the hip and all that stuff man that's that's worth all of it that's, that's yeah, worth right. all being a guy who's fucking 36 now that matters a lot more to me than than the extra you could build a lot more on that right absolutely right. it's more solid Right, absolutely. Next question is from Tanner Joseph Fit. Any psychological mental tips for getting through a fast if it's something you struggle with? One of the, I've said this before, and I tell this to clients that I work with now even, one of the biggest benefits I ever personally experienced from fasting was the psychological benefit. The mental discipline. The, the, it was just because I, I had always, I had, been so driven to, to gain weight and muscle that I was connected to food in a very unhealthy way in the sense that I had chains. I, I was mm-hmm. chained to food. Do you if, even feel like uh, it's hard for me to even like remember that feeling of like, you know, like, like panic or almost like you're not eating. You yeah. Know, like, ah, oh, like it, it, it's a real thing when you first start this process. So, you know, I can, I can feel for somebody that's uh, trying to do this for the first I, time. I was chained to food to the sense, to, to the point where if I knew I was going somewhere like, oh, we're driving over here, it's going to be a four hour drive. Oh shit. Okay. I got to bring this food with me. I got, cause, cause I'm going to go two hours without food. I need to feed myself. Yeah. I was so chained to it. And when I went through a fast the first time, it was liberating. It was like, oh, wow, I don't need to have to eat all the fucking time. Yeah. This is incredible. Now, most people uh, think to themselves when they hear this, the most average people are like, oh, I don't have that. I don't have that issue because I don't eat every two hours. I just eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You are also, many of you are also chained to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. In fact, if you're somebody right now who says to your, who, who thinks to themselves, Oh, if I if I don't eat, I get so hangry. Yeah. I get so irritable if I skip a meal. Most of that, most of you stop saying that. Yeah, most yeah, of just you, to start. Stop saying that. First most of you are getting irritated not because you missed the meal, but because your anticipation of the, knowing that you're going to miss that meal, knowing that I'm supposed to eat right now and I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's the part that gets you irritated because if you realize that it's not that big of a deal, it's not that important. You'll notice not only will you not get irritated by skipping a meal, you'll feel 
absolutely fine. It's actually very uneventful. You're yeah. almost like, oh, I don't feel anything. So at all. I, I know it says psychological mental tips, but I have some like uh, tangible things that you can do that at least that help me out. So maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't. Uh, I noticed a significant difference when I was first trying to incorporate this when uh, I would eat my last meal was carb heavy versus fat, high fat heavy. So uh, having your last meal, have, having it like a high fat meal. Yeah, so longer like, lasting satiating effect. Yes. Yeah. And, and not the spiking of the blood sugar from the, from the glute, from the rush, from the carbohydrates into your system and stuff. So that made a big difference for me. It was easier for me to, to refrain from eating just by having uh, my last meal being like a pure fat meal and no, no carbohydrates in it. And then the other thing is drinking a lot of water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tease me all you want about carrying my gallon of water around with that. But when I was fasting, it makes it a lot oh, easier. It helps. It's just, just keeping my mouth busy and kind of sipping on water all day long kind of keeps my mind off of where's my food at? Or, oh my God, I got one more hour I got to eat. So those are two strategies that I know they're not uh, psychological, but they were uh, tangible things that I kind of played around with and noticed a significant difference when I did and I didn't do that. That helped me out a lot. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't sit around. You know, like I'm I'm just right. like lightly active, like not even like, uh, you know, like moderate to, you know, intensely active. I'm just like active, like I'm, I'm up, I'm doing stuff, I'm trying to keep my mind busy. And that's something that I definitely like. Uh, benefit Love from. to hike on those days. That's yep. like that's was a staple thing for Katrina and I. You know, when the weather was better, it was every Saturday or Sunday we would go out for a hike. We'd fast. We'd fast in the morning. We'd get out to wherever we're hiking by about ten or eleven. Hike for a couple hours, and it's not not and a strenuous first meal like three yeah, or something. Yeah, like then have our first meal by about three o'clock in the afternoon, and just felt amazing. It's um something that I used to do uh, was I would drink obviously drink water, but I would drink uh, was it called uh, not bu- well bubbly water? I can't even think of the mineral water. Mineral water. Yeah. Um, I would drink that kind of water throughout the day. That would help. But you know, really, uh, and by the way, there are some people who have the opposite issues with food where they don't want to eat. That's obviously the extreme case of that is anorexia. If that's you, the last thing I'll ever recommend is fasting. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, your psychological issue with food is the opposite. You you should f- find ways to be able to eat you know, regularly consistently. and consistently yeah. because psychologically speaking, you're on the opposite end of the scale. But because we're talking to a bunch of uh, you know fitness fanatics and muscle builders, we've all been so hammered that we need to eat every two or three hours. We have to have protein all the yeah. time. That fasting can be an incredible. Uh, you, you can get incredible psychological benefit from oh fasting because it's a great disruptor of rituals. It you, is, you know, like it, it, like you said, it's liberating. It's it's freedom. It's like so all these scenarios where you always like hammer yourself. Ah, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that at you know my aunt's house or this and that or whatever. Like the the options just aren't there for me right there. Well, just it's great. You don't have to eat it. Yeah, if you want, you can na- wait till later. I'll tell you what. If I want natural energy. Like if I know I need to be sharp and on point and even slightly hyper, um, for sure I'm fasting, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I yeah. know you're right. Nothing gives me more consistent. Isn't that life. crazy? Because we, we were taught as kids, like mom would be like, make sure you get you have tests today. Make sure you oh, get right. your big breakfast, and it's pancakes and fucking <laughs> eggs and bacon and, <laughs> and you're syrup. All groggy and, and like, ugh. right? Yeah. It's so the opposite of what. If you wanted tr- true mental clarity, you probably skip the meal, skip the breakfast, and go take your test. Have you guys fun. done? You've totally. done a forty-eight hour fast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you haven't, right, Adam? Twenty-four. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I really suggest that. I've actually done a 72. <laughs> Have so, you? Yeah. So I really, I've been doing a lot of reading on this and it's, uh, you know, Dr. Walter Longo does a lot of, he, he's like an expert on this subject. And it's probably a good idea if you're healthy 
to do one once a year, right? Once yeah. a year, three to five days. Three to five days. Yeah, that's what he know? says. Yeah, no, I've read. I've read the same. I agree. I mean, I, I, it's something that I would like to implement. Well, dude, it's literally like, uh, I mean, anti-cancer, incredibly anti-cancer, and yeah. for immune issues, for autoimmune issues, you know, uh, you you want to get rid of those immune cells that think it needs to attack your body. Mm. One of the best ways don't to do that them. is to fast. Right, don't feed because them they long. tend to die, and then you rebuild new ones, and in uh, you know, it's. That's great. It's about time too. I haven't done it for like a year, so I'm 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 due. So I'm I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to do it real soon. So me and Jessica are planning on doing it after the holiday, and it it, it just yes. feels good because, like, yeah, you what, know, you're going to over just cleansing a yourself a bit. Yeah, it just it just feels right, right? Because yeah. you just had your you know New Year's and Christmas, and you're eating all that food, and maybe we'll all schedule it together. So I think get, that'd be can, rad if we all did it. Yeah, no, I actually, if we if we we're going to do if we're going to do like a, a extended one, I, I probably want you guys to do it with me. That way, I have like <laughs> I need that. We can console. Yeah, yeah, right. It's uh, like, but you, oh my god, I'm so hungry today. I'm gonna die. Actually, so I can say that to you. It would be yeah. a good. It would be great because I think it would pr- produce good content too. Because we okay. get on the show and okay. talk. Okay, all right, it's done. Let's we'll do this schedule. So Let's we'll do, do it afterwards and maybe, put it on the calendar, Doug. And maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll encourage uh, you know listeners and stuff to follow along. Maybe they want to try. Yeah, it. forum. I, I tell especially. you what, I'll, I'll give. I'm gonna say the little. Our uh, forum's done this already a couple they times. Have, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say a disclaimer. Check with your doctor first. Make sure you're healthy. Always listen to your body. We are not doctors. No. Uh, we are doing this ourselves. If you want to do this on your own, totally up to you. Totally up to you. Right. Next question is from Liosco83, Train to Live. As far as raw material to feed the American people, what needs to be improved with our modern agriculture to create healthy food so people can create a healthier lifestyle? So I'm going to tell you guys why I picked this question. Because this question highlights a massive, massive fallacy uh, in people's thinking when it comes to food. the One of the biggest and worst fallacies uh, in, in thinking when it comes to food is the reason why there are people who are starving or the reason why there are lots of hungry people is because we just don't have enough food. Or mm-hmm. the other side of this fallacy is, oh my God, the population is growing. We're going to have you know X amount of billion of people on earth in the next 50 years. We don't have enough food. Yeah, the resources are We don't have enough food to feed everybody. People are going to starve. Both are incredibly false. Of course, at support support your local farmer. Well, support your local farmer. Well, markets. Of course, at some point, if we had enough people on earth, uh, we wouldn't be able to feed them. But that's very, very unlikely to happen. In fact, uh, once we hit a certain number, the population will probably shrink, which is what happens in modern societies. But here's the the big fallacy. I'll, I'll tell you guys a story. The Soviet Union, when it existed, was producing something like two times more milk uh, and dairy than the U.S. and something like three times more grain than the U.S. They were producing ridiculous, ungodly amounts of food, and yet they had famines and starvations all the time. Americans were far better fed than the Soviets were. The reason for this discrepancy, even though they had so much food, it all boils down to distribution. Mm. To this day, it boils down to distribution. India produces something like 300 more calories per person than it needs to sustain their population, and yet they have mass starvation and poverty in certain parts of isn't the country this, isn't this because one of the, of the distribution. Isn't this one of the things mm. that uh, Gunner from uh, Thrive Market was touching on also? Was like that, that's like distribution is everything for them. Like the, There's enough organic food in the United States to it's feed people. getting it in people's it's hands. Just, it's the yeah. ability to get it to them Do you faster. know how much food is wasted? Yeah. You know, in the Soviet Union, there were 
fields of wheat, massive acres and acres and acres of wheat that would go rotten yeah. because distribution requires efficiency. Yeah. Getting the food to where it needs to go efficiently before it goes bad. Which is inherently caused the problem, right? Because they're trying to preserve it more, adding preservatives and adding like more of a shelf life to some of these things. Well, that's part of it. The other part of it is the signals that are necessary to know how much to produce, where it needs to go, cannot happen from central planning because you have this guy trying to predict what's going to happen. Now, the free market does a great job of this because the market, you know, the prices that we pay for things, really that's, that's signals telling people what to grow where, when, how much, and what's more needed, what's more valuable because the price goes up, there's more demand, all that stuff. But as we move ahead in the future, because of technology, we are going to see better and better efficiency and better methods of distribution, mm-hmm. and that's going to solve the world's hunger problems. It's not the fact that we need to produce more food. We have enough food. Mm-hmm. Americans throw enough food away yeah. because it went bad. We throw enough food away to feed most third world countries. Just from the like, you you pick one small third world country and you give them the food that we waste or that goes well, bad. Well, the, the truth is, and you say this, this is what you say all the time, Sal. The best way that we can vote is with our dollar. And if this is a concern or something that you you care about or you want to see, but this is where you you do support a company like Thrive Market. This is part of why we support them and why we partnered up with them is because this is what these are the type of people that are trying to solve this exact issue. How can we get organic food to someone's doorstep within one to two days, anywhere, anytime in the United States? Like this is what they're they're trying to provide and be able to do that so cheap that it's cheaper than what it would cost you if you were to walk into a Whole Foods. Bro, Mm -hmm. look at it this way. So in the past, um, I'll use the example of Uber again and and taxis. In the past, taxi companies and and governments would make the case that we need to have a a centralized regulatory agency of some sort to ensure that taxi cab companies are safe, that they're good drivers, that they're not going to rip people off, that the guy you're getting the car with is not some guy that's going to rob you and all that stuff, right? Uber succeeds today with far better success rates, far better uh, you know, uh, approval, better ratings, because uh, we can now immediately rate the driver, and the driver can rate us immediately. Before, if a driver ripped you off or was shitty, you'd find out about it, but they may be able to rip off a few people before that happens. Oh, today, yeah. it's instant. So knowing that, we're going to have even faster and faster and faster <clears throat> Uh, methods of signaling each other, right. knowing how to make things more efficient. Things are so efficient now. Look, the only reason why Amazon can deliver to your fucking house within 24 hours mm-hmm. and give you something that's cheaper isn't be is, be, is efficiency. One hundred percent. It's because well, think it's more about efficient. big business. Like they're they're they love feedback. They 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 pay a lot of money to try and get that feedback from the consumer. It's just that it's labor intensive for the consumer. So a lot of times they have to incentivize them in whatever the way they can, but you know, they really want that because they want to improve the quality and the service that they're providing. So it's, it just makes sense if we can Im- figure that out. Imagine a situation and I'm, I'm like, uh, this is all future. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pie in the sky type of stuff, but I think it's possible. Imagine a future where rather than having to buy a loaf of bread, a gallon of milk, a dozen eggs, you literally open your fridge and you want an egg, you push a button or you grab it and you get the egg. You don't get the dozen eggs or you get the slice of bread or you get the, imagine what that would do 
in terms of efficiency, both for money savings. Right. Think of how much money you and throw. Waste. Think about how many times you've thrown a loaf of bread away oh. or a, a half a thing of tortillas Dude. or something because it's got moldy and it's old or yeah. leftovers that just the sit in your butt of it. Like, who, who likes the butt of right. bread? Don't think for a second that that's not, we're not headed to something that's similar to that. I don't know if what I'm saying is total impossible, but uh, if I had told people again that you could have food delivered to your home uh, or or products or whatever delivered to your home within 24 hours because you ordered something online. If I said that to someone 20 years ago, 100% they'd say I was Im- impossible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's impossible Logistics, and crazy. Just, it can't work. No, and yet we figure it out. We did. And we figured out. In fact, it, you well, know- Bezos when, did. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You, oh God, I don't remember what natural disaster it was. There was somewhere where there was a natural disaster in the U.S. and the Coast Guard and everybody was there and like, we need to- New get, Orleans. I don't remember how long ago was it. Uh, wasn't it, this happened several times now, where the government's trying to get water and food supplies to these places, but it takes you know it takes days because mm-hmm. it's the logistics and the complications. So then a company like Walmart stepped in and said, "We'll get water to people," but because they understood distribution, they have efficiency, they know how to deliver, they, have all they the know chain the chain mar- setup. Instant like water was there like yeah. the next day, yeah. much faster than we could try to figure out what planning. And that's all about efficiency. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, really, it's all about distribution. And I'm not the only one that's saying this. It's not my idea. This is economists and, and people who know, who are experts on the subject will tell you. It's not about anything else other than if we can get food distributed efficiently, we will solve the world's problems in in terms of hunger. Well, you see Amazon's working on it right now with the whole shipping, the shipping industry. I mean, that's all going to get flipped on its head in the next fucking Do you know why the too. shipping industry is so fucked? It has been. It has been. Uh, it's a shit show. When it's it been tied down with regulations that right. are so archaic and corrupt. Oh, to, yeah. To protect yeah. the you know, shipyards. You oh, me? it's yeah. ridiculous. All kinds of shenanigans. If they didn't there. have that shit, Amazon would already and these companies already have, have, have you know be doing what they're doing on a broad scale. The reason why they can't is because they literally are can't because of laws. Right, and that's what he's he's just going to bypass them. Like, oh, we'll just make a better system of doing it, just like they did with the fight, a fucking sales funnel by fucking awesome. Yeah, fucking no, awesome. I fucking love it. I mean, yeah. everybody. There's a lot of people that hate on it and stuff like that, but I think that's such small-minded thinking because dude, that that's what's going to drive a a more free market and a competitive yeah. atmosphere that's only going to be better for the consumer in the long it's run. It's going to be better for, I mean, it'll be better for everybody. I right. mean, that's just, you know, people think of wealth, they think of dollars and money, but wealth is, money just represents, it's just a, a symbol. It doesn't really- It's not real. I can print a shit ton of dollars on a printer. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm wealthier. If we did that to everybody, if like if everybody all of a sudden had a million dollars in their account- I'd swim in it. Everything like would- Scrooge inf- McDuck. Yeah, the price of everything would inflate and it would all be the same. Wealth comes from uh, you, more efficiency. So now one person can do the job of 10 people or we can produce- this much food and it costs this much time versus this much time and we can deliver it in much shorter periods of time. That's how we create wealth and that's what's going to feed the world. Now, that being said, in terms of the types of foods that we produce, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think insects. I really do think insects are going to well, represent a whole new- very sustainable, right? Source of protein. Cheap, sustainable, easy to, to, to yeah. feed, doesn't produce a lot of waste. <laughs> Get rid of the locusts that way, you know, uh, that come I, through and eat it. I think you want to talk about processed foods? You're gonna about you're about to see a lot of processed foods coming from insects. Well, we already do see you got fucking barbecue cricket chips right in front of you right <laughs> no. now. I mean, it's fucking coming, dude. Just I mean, smash them all. Man. Yeah, no, it's coming. What's funny is I bet you there's just a ton of insects in your food already. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? Point. People don't even realize that. Well, like, no, that's there's a lot of truth to that. I remember when uh, my buddy who used to work at like the cannery for the tomato. 
uh, uh, hunts. Don't they get. give you limits that are yeah, like, bro, you can only have this many? Oh, no, it's like, you know, X amount of rats <laughs> per no barrel. limits, yeah. Yeah, like X <laughs> amount of rats per barrel can get fucking mushed up with your tomato. Like, oh, after he told me, God. I was like, oh, it's so hard to eat ketchup after knowing that. Like, oh, my God. Oh, 100%, there's fucking but rat yeah, in there, dude. It's, it's just true. a matter of how much rat you got <laughs> in your People like to just fucking... remain ignorant to that, but yeah. it's like, you know, so. The same thing was with, with milk. Like, when we, we, used to, we used to do milk, like, they had they had like three levels of grade like grade A grade B grade C I don't remember what they were called back then, and you know they come over and a guy before they pick your milk up they test it and they tell you what you qualify for and it's basically how much shit got into your milk like you know how many times like some accidentally iodine got in there that I was oh dipping the God. cow's teats in and then that gets in there it's like that's okay you could still get some of that in there and it's gonna be it will still test oh, shit. <laughs> yeah so it's like if now if some a like lot of B shit grade. fell in there yeah. drops it down to B then if like uh, a lot of shit went in there it goes like the this C. looks really oniony yeah. yeah it's pretty it's pretty fascinating what what we're probably already you're probably already having all yeah, that. yeah absolutely but I think processed foods you're gonna see a lot more insect like stuff focused on insects yeah because yeah. they're easy you can they grow quick yeah. you can replenish them quickly yeah and they're vegan they don't create a lot of waste you know, they're, that's, gonna, they're, they're, that's gonna confuse the cool? shit out of vegans i was gonna say are they cool with the insects sh- like is that like yeah i know is PETA gonna get pissed i don't know you know i, I feel like they're, not, they're okay with it they're like I, ew shitty bugs because yeah. i feel like PETA really cares about animals that are relatively cute, cute. Yeah, yeah like nobody yeah. cares they about got you. fur and yeah nobody cares about a spider Dude, insects have eyeballs right yeah. you know i mean that'd be interesting yeah, yeah. they reach out to some of our vegans <laughs> they cry you know in their own way exactly all right go to youtube subscribe to mind pump tv there's new videos posted all the time you can check out the squat video we talked about in this episode the controversial one that what's that dude's name alan thrall alan thrall kind of reposted try to talk shit about hilarious <laughs> Shout out to his beard. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.